Welcome to Nutrition Bites, the no-nonsense podcast where you get the truth about food so you can eat what you want and be healthy. I'm your host, Maggie, and welcome to episode four of this weekly series. Thank you to everyone who continues to tune in and for those who send me feedback and suggestions via Instagram. Your direction really helps shape this podcast into a resource that is most useful to you. So thanks. Alrighty, let's get into the episode. On the menu today, diet and sleep. last time you felt truly rested? Like you woke up and thought to yourself, wow, what a fantastic sleep. I'm just so freaking energized. Give me a javelin to throw. The feeling of being truly well rested seems like a foreign concept to many people. And if you relate, know that you are not alone. The latest stats suggest one third of North Americans are not getting enough sleep on a regular basis. And half of us experience trouble falling asleep or staying asleep. Good sleep is such an important part of functioning like an actual human being, as opposed to the goblins that we end up morphing into when we don't get enough. Scientists have recently begun to link consistent inadequate sleep with long-term health consequences and short-term food choices, and they're also beginning to investigate the reverse, how diet can influence sleep. Sleep is a naturally recurring state of rest for our mind and body, and it's imperative to how we function and survive. This critical time affects our organs' functioning, our metabolism, our immunity, and our mood. Big emphasis on mood, personally. When thinking about sleep and its effects on our health, it's important to understand the difference between duration and quality. Sleep duration is the amount or number of hours of sleep you get per night. Sleep quality is defined by how long it takes you to fall asleep and the amount of time spent actually asleep. Tossing and turning before you fall asleep and randomly waking up in the middle of the night negatively contribute to your sleep quality. A lot of research on sleep and health is centered around poor sleep quality and duration. Adults are supposed to spend between 7 and 9 hours sleeping every night. Now this number may sound outrageous, especially for parents to young children, owners of high-maintenance dogs, smartphone scrollers, or just one more episode of TV addicts. In the scientific world, consistently getting less than seven hours of sleep per night is considered a health risk. The key word here is consistent. We are all prone to bouts of short, poor sleep, but if you routinely clock in less than seven total hours, that's something to really consider improving. One of the strongest associations with chronic poor sleep is obesity. Some researchers even suggest that short sleep is a driving factor behind America's obesity epidemic. Now, it's not well understood why this correlation exists nor is it clear which comes first. Does poor sleep contribute to obesity, or does being obese lead to poor sleep? The answer could be either, neither, or both. Early evidence is emerging that shows over time, those with poor sleep tend to gain twice as much weight as those who are well-rested. This chronic lack of sleep is also related to an increased risk of other long-term health conditions, many of which are also linked with weight gain. Things like type 2 diabetes, heart attacks, strokes, and depression. Nutrition also plays a role in all these conditions, so it's even more important to learn how sleep and food intake are linked. In general, the evidence for poor sleep and diet is fairly conflicting and inconclusive. There are just so many individual factors which influence both sleep and diet on their own. However, there is building research which shows that people with poor sleep tend to display five dietary patterns. They tend to have a higher energy intake, almost 400 calories more per day than a well-rested individual. They tend to consume fattier foods, favor snacking over meals, consume more sugar, and have a less diverse diet. This kind of makes sense, right? 
If you're sleep deprived, are you really going to whip up a hearty kale salad for lunch? Or will you open the fridge 15 times to grab cheese slices, spoonfuls of peanut butter, and eventually smash together a ham and mayo sandwich with a side of frozen hash browns? I'm speaking from personal experience. Understanding why people who are chronically fatigued make such poor dietary choices is not too difficult to decipher. One of the short-term effects of continuous, low-quality sleep is poor decision-making and lessened critical thinking. When we're sleep-deprived, we're just too lazy to think and act in a way that's best for our health. Instead, we act on impulse, and that shows up in what we choose to eat. While willpower may usually persuade you to chop veggies for that salad, your sleep-deprived goblin self is opting for something quick and tasty. Impaired decision-making is not the only short-term effect of poor sleep. Important changes in appetite-related hormones also contribute to our overconsuming and impulsive eating when fatigued. Leptin and ghrelin are the yin and yang of food intake. Leptin is a hormone that functions to suppress our appetite. It's secreted by fat tissue and is an indicator of our energy stores. If your body has a sufficient amount of fat, leptin is released into the blood and signals to reduce the intake of food. Ghrelin acts in the opposite way. Think of it like a, a little hunger gremlin. Its function is to stimulate your appetite. It's secreted by the stomach and its levels increase before a meal, boosting your desire to eat. Leptin and ghrelin act in tandem. So when you have depleted energy stores, leptin is low and ghrelin is high, stimulating your appetite and encouraging you to eat. After consuming food, your ghrelin decreases and your leptin gradually increases, a signal that you have enough energy in the reserves. What happens when you don't get enough sleep is that your ghrelin levels increase, and studies show the higher our ghrelin levels, the more we desire high-calorie foods. Poor sleep also increases the level of stress hormones in our body, which have also been linked to an increased intake of high-calorie foods. So without good sleep, changes in our hormones will make us feel more hungry and stressed and lead us to consume more food and energy than we actually need. Now that we know how poor sleep affects our diet, what does the science say about the reverse, how our diet influences sleep? Some studies show that those with chronically low sleep tend to consume diets with less protein and less fiber than those who are well-rested. But that is from an evaluation on poor sleepers, not those who eat a low-protein and low-fiber diet. So we can't say for a fact that someone who eats a low-protein, low-fiber diet is prone to lackluster sleep. We also can't confirm that eating a high-protein and high-fiber diet will improve your sleep. Sometimes science is super annoying like that. However, there are two nutrients that are routinely shown to negatively impact sleep, and we can take note of them in order to help improve our sleep quality and duration. You're going to be shocked when I reveal them. Caffeine and alcohol. I know, it's a revelation. Caffeine is the world's most popular stimulant. It's a molecule found commonly in coffee, tea, and chocolate, and on a chemical level, it acts to block the effect of a sleep-inducing molecule called adenosine. Caffeine is efficiently and quickly absorbed by your digestive system, meaning that you usually feel its effects within 30 minutes of consumption. It also has a long half-life, which means it floats around in the body, blocking feelings of fatigue for hours on end. Because of this property, consuming caffeine late in the day, which is generally considered after 12 p.m., can negatively impact your sleep quality. In particular, the feeling of being ready for bed and how long it can actually take you to fall asleep. The ironic nature of this substance is that if your sleep has been impacted by caffeine, you'll likely wake up more tired and are more likely to consume caffeine again to beat the fatigue. A cruel cycle. Opposite to caffeine, we have ethanol the primary molecule in alcoholic beverages. Ethanol is a depressant, meaning it acts to slow down brain functioning and neural activity. It also helps you to relax and feel drowsy and lethargic. 
If you're over the age of 25, yawning at the bar is now something that just happens. And if youth want to make fun of you for it, tell them to ask Jeeves to learn more. Although feeling sleepy from alcohol may seem like a positive effect, it's just setting you up for disappointment. Because there's a strong link between drinking and spending more time awake throughout the night, reducing the total number of hours you are asleep for. Linking all of what we just learned together, an alcohol-induced fatigue will disrupt your appetite and stress hormones the following day, causing you to overeat and make more impulsive food choices, possibly overconsume caffeine, and absolutely inhale the largest, greasiest plate of home fries you can find. If this is a familiar scenario, then kudos on being a living experiment on the relationship between sleep and dietary choices. When it comes to eating patterns that are associated with improving sleep, we turn to our friends in the Mediterranean for inspiration. The Mediterranean-style diet is characterized by a high consumption of fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, whole grains, olive oil, and fish. It's generally thought of as a heart-healthy diet, and it also happens to be associated with reducing insomnia in elderly women. Unfortunately, limited research has been done on the effects of this diet in non-elderly populations. So as healthy as it is, it's no magic bullet when it comes to improving sleep. However, there are specific nutrients that have been associated with improving sleep. The first is melatonin, a hormone secreted by the brain in response to darkness. You can buy melatonin pills over the counter at most pharmacies, but it's also found naturally in a lot of food. The content of melatonin varies widely between species and seasons, but it can be found in high amounts in things like tart cherries, grapes, tomatoes, peppers, eggs, fish, and pistachios. Unfortunately, none of these foods contain enough melatonin to really put you to sleep, but they're all part of a healthy diet, so no harm done. Tryptophan is the next sleep-inducing sidekick you may have heard of. It's most commonly associated with the post-Thanksgiving turkey slumber. Tryptophan is an amino acid, which is a building block of protein, something we covered in episode one of the podcast. It's found predominantly in poultry, eggs, cheese, milk, tofu, and pumpkin seeds. Experiments have shown that supplementing people with tryptophan increases their sleepiness, but this is done in a high-dose pill form, not from a helping of Aunt Joyce's roast. Overall, we know that chronic poor sleep is linked to long-term health issues and can drastically impact our short-term eating behaviors. And while there is some evidence pointing to a role in how our food choices influence sleep, it's difficult to conclude anything with much confidence. Our diets are complex compositions of many types of foods and macronutrients, and so many other factors influence how much and well we sleep. What we can say for certain, though, is that avoiding caffeine later in the day and limiting alcohol intake are two dietary choices that can absolutely improve a night's slumber. And now knowing how poor sleep affects your hunger hormones the next day, you can work to prevent unhealthy dietary choices after a predictable short night of sleep. For example, if you know you have a busy work or school week with late nights, or that you'll be attending a COVID-safe party in the near future, then try to stock your kitchen in a way that prevents your ghrelin goblin from breaking free. Pack your fridge with easily accessible fruits and veggies, like pre-cut melon and mini cucumbers, and have reheatable leftovers ready to be devoured, no chopping required. And if you're really struggling with chronic poor sleep, there are things in your control other than diet that will have a much stronger impact. Set a sleep schedule, create a relaxing wind-down routine, make your bedroom cool, dark, and quiet, and hardest of all, avoid screen time right before and in bed. Those are the habits that will help improve your sleep far more than any one food or diet can. That's been the bite for today. Stay hungry.
Thanks for listening to Nutrition Bites. If you haven't already, please make sure to subscribe and rate this podcast and share with a friend. If you want to get in touch with me and send in a recommendation for a future episode, please follow me on Instagram at Nutrition Bites Podcast. Have a great week.